Well, good morning, KBRF radio listeners. This is Debbie Kaminsky, number one international best-selling author, speaker, coach, and podcast host, and the president of the Christian Women's Club of Fergus Falls. You know, we at Christian Women's Club are so grateful to KBRF radio for making it possible to connect with you until we're able to meet again face-to-face. Know that we as a board are monitoring this COVID culture, and when we think that you will all be safe, we'll resume our regular meetings. For now, we're happy to bring you a broadcast each month to keep us connected and uplifted. You know, Christian Women's Club of Fergus Falls is for women of all ages, and we'd love to have you join us when we're up and running again. So if you'd like more information about that, please reach out to Virginia at 218-770-8002. Now sit back and enjoy today's broadcast. Well, good morning, listeners. We're so glad to have you here. We have a special guest with us today. Her name is Marjo Keller. And Marjo lives in Breckenridge, Minnesota. She's actually was married to her husband, Dennis, for 49 years, and he just passed in February of 2018. She has five grown five grown children, 17 grandchildren, and six great-grandchildren. Marjo is a former owner of a beauty salon in Watkins, Minnesota. And after marriage, she and her husband farmed for the next 38 years before moving to Breckenridge, Minnesota. She is also an herbalist and enjoys making homemade health products. Well, Marjo, welcome. Welcome to our program today. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's so good to have you. I'm excited for our listeners to hear your story. Marjo's title of her story is Not Yet. So, Marjo, why don't you take it away for us? Okay. Well, if you can imagine, 82 years ago, I was born at the St. Cloud Hospital. I was the youngest of eight children, pronounced dead at birth. I was turning blue and not breathing. One of the nurses ran for another doctor who extracted a blood clot from my throat. My mother was dying and no blood bank at the time. The doctor's blood matched. So he got on the table to donate his blood to save her life. God must have said not yet because we both recovered after 30 days in the hospital. At two and a half years of age, I ate poisonous green grapes. I thought they were strawberries. I went into convulsions. Once again, I was at death's door. My mother began to pray as they called the doctor. I should have died, but obviously God said, not yet. At the age of four, I was kicked in the head by a cow. My eyes rolled back. My head was the shape of an egg. Again, I was near death. My sister prayed all the way to the hospital, and God said, not yet. I would then get convulsions after that, which led to pit seizures. Doctor said I would outgrow puberty. At the age of nine, I had my tonsils out and nearly bred to death. John 10.10 says, the devil comes to rob, steal, and destroy. Thank God I had a praying mother, because God again said, not yet. Well, I actually made it to 21 without any more near-death experiences. I was a beauty shop owner for the next 10 years, which gave me the opportunity to travel to various countries around the world, including a three-month trip to Europe to attend a hairdresser seminar for two weeks conducted by the top stylists of Europe and United States. I continued to go off on my own, staying in exchange student homes. I traveled alone, so I prayed a lot, and I noticed a hide that I had never felt before, and that encouraged me to keep it up. However, I did not really understand what was going on, and I certainly had never heard of having a relationship with God. 
I heard someone talk about that once, and I thought, hmm, how weird is that? Having a relationship with someone you cannot see or touch or talk with? How can that be? However, this prayer thing seemed to be working for me, so I kept it up. I wanted to travel around the world, but God said, not yet. So now what do I do? Hmm. I didn't fish, I didn't go. Well, I decided to take a flying lesson, and I got my pilot's license. At the age of 27, I met the man of my life who was also a pilot, and I believe we would live happily ever after. Well, I found out he was divorced, and that was the word I never wanted to hear. Everything had been going so well for the next couple of years, so I decided to marry him anyway. Our first child, a little boy, died at birth. Two years later, we had a little girl, a bundle of joy. I was sure I was on my way to living happily ever after, but God said, not so fast. Three months later, I got pregnant again. This time, we had triplets. Two girls and a boy, four babies in one year. Wow, God sure knows how to bless. My husband wanted his kids close together, but more than a minute apart. They averaged six pounds each, 18 pounds a baby. I lost 42 pounds overnight. Then I really thought I could fly. I was sure I was done having babies, but God said, not yet. Three years later, I had another little boy. My babies were healthy and happy and very active. The triplets were up and out of their cribs at one year old. So I turned three cribs upside down and they slept on the mattress on the floor and it worked wonderful for a whole year. That was God's idea, not mine. But after a few years with five preschoolers and same routine every day, it was just work, work, work. I went into a deep depression, even having suicidal thoughts. To cope, I started drinking, but my depression only got worse. Oh, I thought, what have I got to live for? Something down deep inside me told me I'd have to either choose between alcohol or God's will for my life. Well, I reached out for help, and a friend of mine told me about a prayer meeting. I remember those good times and those uplifting feelings when I was single and traveling, so I decided that maybe this was my answer. I attended the group for a few months before I got up enough courage to ask for prayer for myself. I remember holding hands and praying out loud. I told God, I know I'm stubborn. I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to ask you to forgive me for all the things I've done wrong and all the times I've offended you because that is when we sin. 2 Corinthians 5.17, you see, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation, the old is gone, the new had come. I had become a new creation. Wow, did I feel different. It's not the same for everyone, but God knew he had to give this stubborn woman a really strong experience. My sister-in-law said, you even look different. Everything after that was much clearer, brighter. Even the Bible came alive to me. I had so much peace, hope, and love, and of course, my will to live returned again, and I decided to choose between alcohol and Jesus, and Jesus won. This wonderful experience of relationship with Jesus is available to every one of us. He will never say to you, not yet. 
I felt like I was on cloud nine again, but this time I knew it was because of the God that was within me. I was just full of His love, and I could really love again even my five preschoolers on their worst days. I learned and memorized Bible verses, and I quoted them over and over as I needed them, and you know I needed them a lot. That's how I come to believe God's promises are true, and they do come to pass. He proved himself to me over and over again by taking away my deep depression, and I have never felt that way again. Once our children were in school, I thought I had time to finish reading a book. The title was How to Pray with Power and Get Results. Well, I felt ready for any challenge. Right? May 2 of 82, I felt that God decided to send me that challenge. A tornado was headed for a farm. The girls and I ran outside. We saw a dark, dirty cloud by our trees. Remembering what I had just read in the book, How to Pray with Power, I prayed and the tornado stopped by our trees. We found out later that the neighbor was taking pictures of it and he said, for some reason, it stopped a while right by our, your trees. Once we all got under cover, the tornado continued coming, but no one got hurt. However, the tornado spared our school bus. We fixed it up as a camper for our large family to go to Christian camp for several years after that. I had such a hunger to get teaching about the love of Jesus for myself and my kids. I watched how God gave our family the desire to go on many mission trips to various countries around the world. I couldn't get enough of the teaching of Jesus. I attended Bible camps, Stonecroft Bible studies, coffees, conferences, healing seminars, attended a two-year Bible school in 10 weeks, read through all the books of the Bible, even took notes on them. We began feeling a real need to help others, so for the next 10 years, we had become foster parents. Then at the end of the 10 years, a neighbor lady of mine who passed away at the age of 43 from cancer willed us three more children, right in between our five, ages eight, 13, and 14. We also went, they also went on mission trips with our children to Mexico and Venezuela. Some of the children from Mexico wanted to come home with us. But I told my husband, no, eight is enough. <laughs> <laughs> I put my faith into action by volunteering at Crisis Pregnancy Center, pro-life rallies, banquets, teaching religion classes, volunteering to be on the Billy Graham crusade. We were even in a movie, He Leadeth Me, which leads me to where I am today. As believers, we can expect to see God do miracles. I felt that God wanted me to go with a group to Hong Kong as a courier to smuggle Bibles into China for two weeks. I was the only one of the 28 to make a copy of my passport. Yeah, well, they all laughed at me. Guess who ended up losing her passport? I contacted the police station, I talked to other missionaries, and they assured me I would never get it back. Their money, it was worth 40000 on the black market. A friend of mine encouraged me to pray for three hours. We called the police station when we got back to our homes and said that someone turned in my, my passport. Wow, that was my miracle. I could come home with the group. Now remember back when I had all those babies, my husband cannot remember changing a diaper? Well, when I went to China, I left him home with seven teenagers. 
It was payback time, but he loved it because he loved children. I've come to realize no one on earth is truly alive without Jesus. They may look alive, act alive, and say they are alive, but they're just going through the motions. When we accept him, we actually come back to life spiritually. Jesus was sacrificed for our sins as God raised him from the dead. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. This is one of the 7,000 promises in the Bible. There is no problem that is not covered by one of his promises. God has perfect timing, never early, never late. It takes a little patience and a whole lot of faith, but it's always worth the wait. Not yet doesn't mean never. God knows when we're ready for the changes in our lives. God brought you here today, and I pray you will hear his call and respond. Do not be tempted to say to him, not yet. We pray you say, I am ready. I have no idea what your problem may be, but you do not have to go down that road alone. You can receive the gift of salvation and have a personal relationship with Jesus right now. God created each one of us, and he has a purpose for our lives. Pray along with me. Jesus, I do believe you are the Son of God and that you died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sin. Forgive me. I turn away from my sin and I choose to live a life that pleases you. Enter my life as my Savior and Lord. I want to follow you, make you leader, planner of my life. Thank you for your gift of eternal life and for the Holy Spirit, which has now come to live in me. I ask this in your name. And always remember we are God's stewards because we are truly better together because we are good earthen vessels for God and not crackpots. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Marjo. This is a, a great testimony of how God works in our lives. He says sometimes, not yet, and we have to be patient. <laughs> That's right. And sometimes we don't like hearing that, but uh, sometimes we do like hearing that, as in your story early on. So thank you again for being here with us today, and thank you for sharing your heart. No, thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you to Christian Women's Club of Fergus Falls and KBRF Radio for sponsoring this interview with Marjo Keller. We know her story inspired you. Listen, if you would like free 10 tips to help you thrive through difficult times like this crazy pandemic, be sure to check out my website at www.goodbypast.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Now remember to catch us again next month, December 10th, at our regularly scheduled time right here on KBRF Radio, 1040 a.m. This is Debbie Kaminsky from Goodbye Past, Hello Purpose, and Christian Women's Club of Fergus Falls saying bye for now.